Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Should heading the ball be banned from underage football? Because the English FA are actually looking into this for under 12 competitions initially. Would you like to see it introduced here? Dundalk footballer Brian Gartland is uh, is on the line. Brian, what's your reaction to this move by the English FA at the minute? Um, it's it's no surprise really because there's been bits coming down the line every every few years with different research and studies. Um, it's just once it starts and comes into the game, even at a academy level, then it's probably a matter of time before there's it affects you know the overall got, game down the line if it has positive effects. Um, so I, th- I don't know where they'd go with that, but um, obviously if there's more and more research being done into it, they they have to, I suppose, put children's safety at the first. So I'd say that's that's why it's coming in now. Mm. Um, it's a trial period that they're they're looking at at the moment, um, and look could potentially, as you say, get get the go ahead and then be introduced within within other sectors or other other age categories as well. Is it needed? Um, I don't know. I think it's a bit easier for them to introduce it now because the game has changed and it's more ground based game, especially at academy and. In the academies in the UK, they they don't really play many competitive games. It's all about developing children and I suppose football and passing and and that sort of thing. So um, it's easier now than it was say a few years ago for them to to bring in this. Um, going off the science and that, I suppose there's that many um, ex footballers coming out now. You know that um, research finds that dementia and other um, I suppose illnesses. Uh, brain disease from they say from heading the ball um, and then the studies the old excuse used to be you know the balls were heavier um, back years ago when they've done research with the new lighter footballs and the g-force from heading a, a football from a goal kick alone can be more than what the g-force for concussion uh, cause concussion can be and um, yeah there's just a lot more mm. research going into it especially from over in, in America from the NFL um, I suppose it all opened up there 10 years ago or more sort of thing so it's it's just transferring from that hey, You're a current player Brian does, does it concern you? Is it ever something crosses your mind or worry you? Sorry you broke up a tiny bit there I'm just like you know I'm just I'm, I'm thinking of you as a player does it? Do you ever get worried? You know, thinking about the when you read the um, the evidence from various different trials and research that's been carried out. We we saw the former Welsh rugby player Ryan Jones speak about the early onset of dementia at just forty one years of age over the weekend. Like, does it worry you? Yeah, it, it does. I suppose when it, when I let it worry me, um, I'd have a sports science background and out of UCD, and that's why I'd be into sort of reading research on different things, and obviously that would pop up. But I'd have a nose and go into it, and yeah, it would would worry me like a seven or eight broken nose with a few concussions, a bad one when I was sixteen playing youth football, and um, and I've spent you know a lot of the career here was the ball in the air and I was a you know a defender so I had to be strong in the air you have to be able to throw your head in and you're hitting other people's heads as well as the ball and um, yeah so when it, I suppose when you read stuff like that it does worry you because you think about down the line but uh, sometimes ignorance is bliss as well so you might put it at the back of your head and, and think well I suppose at my age the, the damage is done but um, I'm more thinking of I suppose what sort of healthy lifestyle and healthy ways and, and different recovery things that might I suppose aid me the other way and 
developments on the other side of it I'd be mm. looking at now to sort of maybe offset it. Yeah, St- stay with us, Brian, if you, if you don't mind, because I just want to bring in Alan Matthews as well, a former player and, and, and manager. Alan, you were listening to uh, to Brian there and just in, in talking about this research today. Like, it's a fairly cautious approach. Do you think it's needed too? Um, I'd agree with practically everything Brian was saying there in a sense that um, there's been a lot of research, Andrea, to show that um, people who, who've played the game professionally um you know they're they're far greater at risk of, of having uh, neurodegenerative disease than the average man. I think it's three and a half times more likely. There was a survey done mm-hmm. on, on the Scottish FA, so there is some facts there to back it up. Um, I think the game is always evolving, and I think it's probably a good thing to to see if it um, can improve the game and also take risk away from children. Um, I think the problem is as they get older, um, if they're going to get any form of, of kind of um, problem. It's in later life and it's in later stages and it won't be remembered when they were 10, 11, 12. So to eliminate that, um, I think it's a good idea and to experiment mm. with it and see if the game can evolve, make it safer. If that's the end game for it in the next generation of, of players and coaches, um, I think it's a positive. Mm. Uh, the, the FA looking at it um, in a trial period if it gets the go-ahead and you know and continues on past being I suppose just a, a trial effectively then deliberate heading could be completely banned from football for children under the age of 12 within two seasons time should the FAI here Alan look into the same trial? I think they probably will to be honest um, I, I don't think we would want to be an outlier um, if some of the bigger Leagues across Europe were implementing this. Um, I know it was trialled in Holland, and um, as you say, the FA are bringing it in in England. And I think it's something that's been well publicised here, and I think the FA would, would probably do it. I don't think it's a problem if they don't, but I just think it's another initiative um, that would maybe make the game safer uh, and give players um, who play the game for a lifetime um, less risk of, of, of a disease that unfortunately is, is so debilitating in many, many ways. And the research has shown that people who play professional football are susceptible um, to a far greater level. So you try to eliminate that. So I think it's something that probably yeah. will happen. But I don't think it's a must-have now. I think it'll be a watch and see and they'll probably learn from how it evolves in, in the UK uh, and take it from there. Would you encourage, Brian, the FAI here to to look at implementing this now or should they wait on the uh, the results from the trial in two seasons' time? Yeah, I don't I don't think they just necessarily have to implement it because the FAI over in England have done it. I think, you know, they'll come to their own conclusions. And, uh, like, looking over, I think the University of Michigan did a, um, did a study and there's further studies going on in terms of American football and the impacts and small impacts and big impacts and it's not necessarily the, the size of the impact or the force of the impact it can be a lot of variables that come into it um, so another factor of it is if we take it out take heading out from, from just under 12 and then you implement heading and kids have no I suppose training in, in heading and timings of heading the ball of safe ways of sort of protecting yourself in terms of having your shoulders and your, your arms sort of keeping distance to another person you could end up with a, with a, a lot more head collisions um, because it's close your eyes and, and hope for the best when you're heading the ball if you, if you have minimum experience. So I think, you know, all aspects have to be, to be looked at it and to be other ways to maybe maybe train them. I know there is people out there with a couple of products in terms of softballs and they're not contact, you know, hanging off a string and different things at the company there. But um, yeah, I think the FAI will come to their, mm-hmm. to their own judgment. Just like you said and Alan said, it's, 
it's uh, there's people that are more, I suppose, um, scientifically researched on it than than us. Listen, I love the game in terms of we're heading and crossing and defending and and that sort of thing. But um, you can't ignore. I suppose facts when they come out yeah. on the opposite side as well. So, yeah, they're fairly stark um, when you look at the research. You know, like when the research is is laid bare in 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 black and white. When you read the field study from 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 two thousand and nineteen, what is it? Professional footballers three and a half times more likely. Yeah, um, I think you know, women. Are, I think women are twice as likely than men as well. From another study I read before, um, you know, so that comes into the female game. Uh, Okay. I think another another aspect, Andre and Brian probably might concur with this, is that the game is always looking at, at ways of changing. Um, FIFA and Arsene Wenger, I think, is one of the drivers now of trying to do away with throw-ins and getting them to restart with the ball on the ground and passing it. So they're always being innovative and looking at different ways to make the game maybe a little bit quicker and more um, fan please, but maybe safer. And the heading could be something that in... in Ten years, twenty years time, um, deliberate heading might be outlawed. You can't avoid it if it's if it's part of the game. But say corner kicks or or okay. being thrown in high, certain things like that might evolve maybe uh, over the course of the, the next ten, twenty years or so. so. Stay with us, Brian and um, and Alan, because I just like to get some listener reaction to this as well today. Eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. That's the number if you want to join us. I'm afraid of my life of my daughter heading the balls. Is this texter? She's fifteen, plays in defence, so she must head it nearly ten times a game says uh, one listener here more nanny state do we want to take the phone out of every sport says this listener uh, Aidan O'Reardon is a Labour TD and runs the uh, football walking tour um, Aidan do you think this should be introduced here? Well I'm fascinated by the conversation I think there's a there's a level of, of responsibility to player welfare there is a campaign in the UK as Brian Allen have alluded to about former players who played maybe in the 60s and 70s players like Nobby Stiles players like Jeff Aswell who had Dementia, uh, you know, the the connection between their playing days, the, the the type of football that was used on wet days, and 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 their heading of the ball has been has been linked to that. Um, there is no criteria brought in the UK about how professional players, <clears throat> how often they should actually head the ball, higher force headers, how many they can do a week in training. I, I think the FAI probably have a responsibility maybe to get ahead of this. There's inevitability around this conversation that, as, as the two lads have said, as the game progresses, when you're looking at you know parents hoping to introduce their, their children to a game, it's it's the only game um, in the world where the head is actually used as, as part of your body uh, to physically move a ball, if you like. So it's unusual in that respect. But I think... It would make sense for the FBI to, to come out ahead of this um, to to maybe give some reassurance to uh, to to parents uh, and and to players, but certainly we need to be led by the science. And when you hear stories of what happened to Kevin Doyle at the end of his career, he was encouraged to to retire effectively earlier from the game. It, it's something I think myself as a parent and my little one now is is doing her little run around with Colester Tony Kearney. You would like to know as they get older that they're being protected. And that all the scientific research that's gone in behind, um, you know, the new training techniques uh, are in play and, and that the heading of the ball, if it does come to that, it's safe and won't, it won't affect them long term. Uh, Aileen Hickey is on the line as well, Aidan um, too. Aileen, like, you're a parent. Does this cross your mind? Does it worry you? You could cross the mind of every parent. I mean, I think it's a huge worry for parents. And I think what most parents would feel is that 
you know, there's there's no trophy in the world worth a brain injury. Um, and, you know, so that, that goes for, obviously, uh, amateur sports as well as professional sports. I mean, I think a lot of parents would be very concerned that they have maybe seen their child, um, you know, take a knock to the head while they've been playing uh, a game, whether it's football or, or rugby or any contact sport. And they may have been permitted to play on. No, I think that's been that that has been stopped. And I would fully agree that the, the football association and um, the, the rugby union are, um, are doing their best, I think, to try and make the games much safer. Um, and I think they're rowing in well behind the much needed research. Um, and it's fantastic that we, we have the modern scientific, you know, advances that can that can look at this research. Because you know, I know there was there was research done on. For instance, on rugby players between 2017 and 2019, on 44 mm. rugby players, uh, and I think there was MRI scans taken a year apart, looking at the structure of their blood vessels, and about 23% of them showed abnormalities or small tears in the blood vessels. So, you know, I mean, there would seem to be links between uh, brain and oh, I mean, not seem to be there are links between brain injuries and repeat. Uh, blows to the head, whether that's by heading a ball or by contact with another player. Um, uh, but it's repeated um, episodes of concussion, I suppose, you know, in the past it might have been known as um, punch drunk or, or whatever else it is. But, you know, when you look at players like, you know, and, and not just Ryan Jones, but I mean, there was um, a former Scottish defender, uh, Gordon McQueen, who played for, for Leeds as well. Um, and, you know, he has said that, you know, uh, for all of his bravery and year, and that's something that he was kind of lauded for in his playing career. Um, he now has um, the, the um, he has a vascular dementia, um, and you know again, while he's not pinpointing the vascular dementia directly at the at the at the, um, the knocks that he took to the head and at the heading of the ball, but yeah. he would certainly lay a lot of it at the you know at the door of that. So, I mean, I think parents are, are, are very concerned. And again, you know, I, I, you, you've already taken a call from a listener there about, you know, taking all the fun out of sports for players um, and, you know, maybe too much of a big, kind of a big brother. Yeah, at, there's at quite, quite a few messages in actually on, on that you, sort of, you know, nanny state effect kind of stuff. Yeah, and you and you and, and you know you are the, the, you are going to get that the children can't do anything these days because actually I suppose change is difficult to accept, but you know maybe you know this is one of those changes that we need to take very much on board. Um, and you know what I will say is though is and I think one of um, one of of your other guests mentioned it there. You know I think the important thing to remember is you know e- even if heading stay heading the ball stays there uh, for the moment, um, the, the important thing is it's like everything else to do with being a parent. Everything to do with being a parent is about talking to your children, guiding them and teaching them whether that's riding a bicycle or learning to swim or learning how okay. to head a ball. So they have to learn a correct technique. They have to wear the protective headgear. They don't take pointless risks. You know, they keep their eye on the ball. So again, it is all about, you know, while it stays in place, trying to make it as safe as possible, okay. um, you know, uh, uh, with the support, obviously, of the of the associations that run it. This texture here says sports need sport needs to evolve when we have the science to prove that things aren't dangerous. Yes. Rugby terrifies me. I played it when I was young at a moderately high, moderately high level and I'm worried about what the future holds, says this texter. Um, another listener, it adds, nothing to the game should be taken out for safety. Brian, I'm interested in your opinion on this text. This listener says, I don't understand people who say that heading adds nothing. It's a brilliant skill, a huge part of the game. It would be a lesser sport without it. Athletes have gone too soft, Brian, says this texter. Completely, in fairness. Um, like I said, I spent my whole career heading. I love heading the ball. Um, it's something I'm good at. And, you know, I've practiced and, you know, I suppose I excel at 
in my position. So, um, and then I'm just I was one training there, and like this cross is going in, and lads scoring crackers of heading goals and defending headed away last ditch. And listen, I don't know how the game. I can't envisage how the game be played without heading. In terms of, I don't know how I'm going to defend with a ball being put up high and over the top. If I can't head the ball, you're going to have to defend deeper and then that changes the game with offside rules and everything I can't actually envisage it um, so that's why in terms of like under 12s grand and, and you know protecting kids um, when you're going outside that I, I find it hard to, to see a future game where they were heading completely Can I just come in there Yes Ailey so, you, know, you know I mean you can say you know that it, it's hard to envisage the game without heading but again as I say you know change is difficult to accept I mean you know, there was a time when nobody could envisage that there'd be no smoking in pubs but you know if there's scientific research behind it and if there are going to be long term effects on brain health I think you have to take the research very much on board and do everything you can to protect players whether they're children or adults but protect them going forward if there is and I've agreed with that in the essence that start with children and I just said it's hard to envisage the game after and comparing it to smoking in a pub is completely different because swinging in a cross and your team's winning goal is on the line and oh I can't go for that because it's head height <laughs> I guarantee you no player's going to pull out in a competitive game and they throw their heads so instinct comes into it Um and and stuff like that, especially at a at a competitive level. So I suppose the trialing at a youth is best because, you know, children's safety is foremost after that, I suppose when you're adults it's your choice. Um whether you want to play or not as well. That's an, that's another aspect of it. Um you know, that comes into it sort of thing. So but but I suppose on the topic of under twelve, I suppose was the topic we started you're in, with. Yeah, you're that. you're in favour in the under twelve section anyway, Brian. You can bring in or you know, non-contact and teach them timings and teach them to correct the head of ball and keep their eyes open. So when they do come into a game of heading, you know, they're skilled in it. Mm. It's a really interesting uh, conversation. This is the move by the the FA, the English FA, looking at under-12s in particular. And I'm interested in your thoughts on it. 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us on the text line today. Michael says, isn't all sport a risk? Think of hurling, scrums and rugby, boxing. So if you play the sports, you take the risks, says Michael. 53106, keep those texts coming into us. Should heading the ball be removed from football? Uh, we might come back to this a little bit later in the show. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.